I was just watching a bunch of Maltesers ads that um, they just did in the UK. That's about, uh, well, the article about them is called When Advertising Gets Disability Right. So, mm. Well, that one was interesting. <laughs> Which one? The first one, the first, first ad. Mm-hmm. You know, probably like the second one the best, I think, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll have it back to you sometime tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the little sure. There's a Mooney. There we go. Yay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's usually not me that has issues. Everybody gets to be the issues one at least once. I know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Those are really good, Scott. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy them. The Honeycrisp one is, or Honey Made one is pretty good too. I I only got through three. I saw the yeah, one where the one I, oh. where the this is my wheel. This is the bride's foot. Smash! That ah, wasn't so bad. I left with the best man's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> Melinda sent me a note. In it, she's. <laughs> don't don't be afraid to criticize something. She can take it. Just not over an hour of preaching about the same thing. So we can't have a boat incident, but we could say our opinions. I told her that I thought we probably would. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be all right. And she really have we ever preached about something for an hour? When Jen and she talked about the boat being upside down or not upside down, and they couldn't understand how come the boat. How come they were in the boat but not in the boat and on top of the boat and they were so confused because both of them they just were could, they couldn't drunk picture out of their this minds. boat being capsized. Yeah. They flipped oh, yeah. the damn boat over. <laughs> <laughs> so she said she opened her copy of the story and followed along as we went. Aww. <laughs> That's kind of the way you have to do it with Popo, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. you at least want to know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you're Mooney and you, you, then you have to listen to the podcast when you're. Yeah, if if you're reading Mooney's reviews of the podcasts, you have to follow along. <laughs> Even I have no idea what I said about ten minutes later, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't help that these come out, you know, months after we record them. So you make right. some comment is like, I can't believe Scott said that. I'm like, what did I say? I don't understand. What, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. Trisha's like, I'm like, oh, that was funny, Trisha. Trisha did a funny. Trisha's like, oh, God, what did I say now? <laughs> yeah. Alex, mm. give me that. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. You're going to get sick. Give me that. Give her. Oh, dear. I can't reach you. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, dear. That's... He's pulling hair out of his tail, and he has this big old mouth fully starting to swallow. I'm like, mm. You don't want that. No. Oh. So, Okay cutest thing. Hmm. Maggie has decided that she wants to be friends with Bonnie. Bonnie is terrified of the kitten because the kitten hissed at her the first couple of times and now Bonnie, Bonnie is a very sensitive soul and since she got hissed at she gives the kittens a wide space and if they get close to her she gets all nervous because she's afraid that they so Maggie's decided that she's going to be friends. So poor Bonnie, sound asleep on her bed. Maggie comes over, lays down, rubs all over her body, just goes, ah, 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 it's touching me. 
It's so funny. We're like, good girl, Bonnie, good girl. It's okay, it's okay. Bonnie's like, please get it off of me, please. It's bothering me. Maggie's like, hi, can we be friends? I really like you. Oh, you're so soft. And I'm going to rub all over you. And Bonnie's just like, oh, just get it off of me. Get it off, please. Oh, poor thing. I have a picture of the two of them on the bed together that I'll post probably tomorrow because I didn't get to it today. But Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be insane. I know. I've got things back to back to back to back to back. It's it's going to be nuts. Yeah. The next three days are, are meet and greets at work, so parent orientations basically. And so it's all staggered. Oh. Tomorrow I'm going in a half an hour late and coming home a half an hour late, but that shouldn't bother the podcast. Scott, are you going to podcast with us tomorrow? Um, I don't know for sure. Probably. Okay. Um, I'll have to tell the Dungeons and Dragons people that I'm not there oh, or something. That's too bad. Anybody else have anything fun going on? Oh, uh, fun. Well, we had the barbecue for our department on Saturday and the park's like right there. So that was nice. I got to walk and go mm. to the park and have fun. Yeah. I got to swing. It was nice. I was like, I haven't been on a swing in, oh, geez, many, 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 many years. Mm. So that that was fun. And then there was this, like, you know, those, like, teeter-tottery things, but not like a seesaw, like those ones made out of metal that have, like, kind of like a chair. Uh-huh. Well, apparently they're not very well oiled. Mm. So for the first half an hour we were there... This god-awful screeching. Yeah. As this kid was on the teeter-totter, and we're just like, someone please pay him $5 to make him stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was bad. That's too bad. But then he he stopped, so that that worked out. Yeah, then it worked out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see old friends again. Yeah, we're like, oh my god, we're in our last year of our masters, and there's young ones coming in, and there's only eight new ones, and that's like half of our class, so they're getting much, much smaller, because I think the class above us was about the same size as we are, so I don't know if it's just they didn't take as many students, or not as many applied, or whatever, but yeah, there's only eight. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Time passes. Yeah. I've been at this job four years now, which I oh, wasn't wow. expecting to necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the one girl at work who I thought was like 35 just had her 28th birthday on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm older than the, most of the people. All right. <laughs> when uh, I, I had a friend stop by yesterday and she had two people in the car and and, you know, she introduced them, but all she said was their first names and, and stuff. And mm-hmm. they looked around and then they left. And so I asked my friend's son, who was cleaning out the pond for us, I said, so are they married? And he just cracked up. And he's like, no, they're father and daughter. I'm like, oh, oops. He goes, I can't wait to tell him. I said, please don't tell them that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess he looks youthful. Is that if she looked older? Well, she looked young, but you know, sometimes guys have young wives and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I suck at ages. Yeah, I can I can rarely guess how old somebody actually is, yeah. as evidenced by the things. 
friend's birthday, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, people like, always think I'm younger than I am. Like everybody's like, "Oh, how do you like college?" I'm like, "You don't need to know how old I am, but I'm definitely not first year in college. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. not." Yeah. yeah, I don't run into that much. More when I actually shave. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I have the giant beard. People think I'm 35. Uh, when I shave, they think I'm maybe 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, you are pretty baby-faced when you shave, especially for people that are used to the to the beard. Yeah, it takes a little getting used to. It makes a to. difference. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, yeah. anything else, or shall we start this so we can go to bed yeah. somewhat well, early? Have a I go. took the day off today. It was fun. Yeah. Nice. I was using up my last of the days that I had from, because I started working on September 4th, they roll over on September 4th every year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. technically I shouldn't even have this holiday anymore, but they're letting me take it since that was the only one left. Oh. <laughs> well, that was nice. And now I have another set of 10 for the next while mm-hmm. or whatever. Nice. So yeah, I took the day off and, uh, Hung around the house and baked things. Ooh. That sounds nice. I have a peanut butter banana pie in the freezer. Mm. I'm taking to the thing tomorrow, which is because it's, you know, gluten-free and all of those various other things, so everybody should be able to have it. And totally peanut butter. Yeah. As far as I know, nobody is. Um, And I was going to make the chocolate one, too, but depends on how much time we have after this, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was my day. Sounds nice. I put my classroom together so that we would be ready for tomorrow. Is this your first day with kids back, or they don't start till Monday? This oh, week, wow. this week is all parent orientation. So for the next three days, we're doing parent okay. orientation, and then on Friday, we're probably going to be doing staffing, so like getting information on the kids that we need, like if they're diabetic or allergic to peanuts or, you know, those kinds of things. As far as I know, we've Mm -hmm. only got one thing that's, and it's not a big deal. So that works out. And then the kids start Monday, but it's a slow start. So half the class is coming Monday and Tuesday and the other half the class is coming Wednesday, Thursday. So we'll only have nine kids each day. And then they all start the 26th or whatever. That's late. Yeah, but see, that's, Head starts like that. Mm, I don't remember that part of it. Head start always starts later than everybody else. We uh, are we are going later into the year than usual this year too. I okay. don't think we get out until the thirteenth. And usually we're out mm. the first. They used to get us out before Memorial Day, but now. Okay. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, because it's preschool, so it's short. We don't need to really be blathering on about that. <laughs> yeah. It's always interesting to hear what people are doing. Kiddos. You can always trim some of it out. Yeah. So, all right. Well, for November 24th, this is episode 246 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. There's something weird going on. Oh, my. They need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. <laughs> You've got three now. <laughs> what have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. I 
You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> and I told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chamber? <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's into my chambers. <laughs> Save yeah. that for something it totally needs to be cute. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott. <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. Yeah, Google I have food. Google always food. Useful. Okay, Google food. I, have, came I was having fun. Well, that's oh. always good, too. We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. You don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I was going to say, I don't want to know what kind of fun you were having. <laughs> and that's all we're going to say about that because... Because <laughs> we don't want to know what you were doing. Thanks. Now you're just making it seem even worse. <laughs> you are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state. It's all doing the Ryan thing. <laughs> oh, Want to hear my stupid story? Yes. <laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, "Do I have a story for you?" And I'm like, "Oh no." I'm sorry, I just brought a lot of memories, and I'm thinking, "Oh shit, me and my oversharing." <laughs> you do like to do that. She flews the headmaster's office, and Albus says, Good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just... (laughs) (laughs) Because we were slightly off topic. Off topic? Us? Never. Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How dare you? I know. We're in depth when we're not off topic. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. Gave me some big brassy balls. Well, you know, we have to have balls. That's what we do. I go, I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles. (laughs) I hate being responsible. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the family of podcasts that are Potterfic Weekly. I am Sue. I'm Scott. And I'm Mooney. And Trisha is out sick tonight, and we are starting our third installment of These Cuts I Have. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Correct. Uh, by yes. Melinda Leo. I was looking at the title for Chapter 15, and they went, uh, did I get that right? Uh, we are starting on chapter 15 and probably going through chapter 20, unless we're really on the ball. But I, it was like six hours on my text reader, six and a half on the text reader. So mm. I doubt we'll get all that way. So I'm thinking we'll go to about 20 and maybe add another podcast if we need to. You'll just have to listen and find out. Yep. It'll be on the uh, schedule at some point once we figure out what we're doing. Yeah. Or, I mean, you can read the show notes for this podcast, assuming you have a podcast. It will say what chapters we cover. <laughs> no, it rarely says that. <laughs> That's true. Nice. You never I'm know. bad at that. I should do that more often. I don't think about it. <laughs> so, and so I will have to skip ahead a little bit. Apparently, I'm in the middle of chapter 13. I thought I was closer than that. Oh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> You took the day off and you didn't read. Shame on you. 
Yeah, I was spending all my time in the kitchen, apparently, or shopping for things. Well, that's okay. So you're not going to know what happened last time. So I know what happened last time. Oh, wouldn't you know? (laughs) And you're not allowed to tell. I'm not, and it's a private caller. I believe what happened in the last round of chapters was... Harry went back to Privet Drive to make sure that the house was all put together for Petunia and Co. coming back in and had basically a nervous breakdown and started throwing anything he could get his hands on into the closet under the stairs. Speaking of, and just as an off tangent, I saw the cutest little picture the other day. Some woman turned her cupboard under the stairs into a Harry Potter room for her dog. So it's got a bed and, and, you know, it's all Harry, it's all decked out with Harry Potter stuff, but it's all for the dog. I thought that was pretty cool. I wonder if house elves live in the cupboard under the stairs. Ooh, that's an idea. Well, that's bringing my there's, I feel like that's kind of where Creature was. Was he he like by the boiler or something? Yeah. 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 But I'm sure you could have them live there if you have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, the attic or something. How the hell elves go to the bathroom? They're magical. It just comes out of them. Kind of like the what the healers did in the uh, hospital to Harry. <laughs> oh, okay. I have no idea. I just made that up. Maybe they have their own bathrooms. <laughs> There's that fic we read last season about um, Hermione going and exploring up the um, the little house elf quarters above the great hall and stuff. I don't remember that part. Yeah, wasn't I that one of the white squirrel ones? I don't remember maybe that it, either. I think that's, maybe a, it wasn't that's something recovered. you read on your own. Could be. Yeah, there, there's a, um, I feel like it was Hermione, but I could be wrong. Uh, somebody. I mean, it's a very Hermione thing to do. Yes, it was. It was the, um, I think it was the Arithmancer, maybe. Oh, I started um, that one, but I didn't get all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. Hermione, uh, in first year, decides she's not going to put up with this um, corridors that change and things, and she's going to map the castle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, my goodness. Um, there's this staircase to the side of the Great Hall that nobody ever uses, and eventually she goes up there and discovers it's where the house elves live, and she becomes their friend and goes and, you know, tells stories and um, they teach her some of the things that the house elflets are learning and uh, things like that. Um, Aww. And, that and eventually fun. she has to stop going up there because she can't fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> only the, even the 11 year olds was a little, yeah. but yeah, she, by then she's made a couple of friends who sort of come around and help her with things every now and then the, Sonia, the little rebel house elf, who uh, <laughs> likes to have a strange haircut and uh, does her hair. hair. <laughs> I can't remember exactly how else it goes with that. She's like the the, te- the teenager house elf, mm. as opposed to some of the other ones. The rebel, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. She still likes to do a lot of work, but um, you know she'll pick her favorite things to work on and work on those instead of doing everything or whatever. <laughs> 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 nice. Yeah. Good house elf. I need one of them yeah. here. Actually, okay. I could take an army of them. That would be really good. <laughs> yeah. So house elves would be had, but they would be anyhow. Happy. So we're in the kitchen of the burrow, and 
Harry has gone to bed because he's emotionally drained. Ginny told him to take a dreamless sleep potion and, and sent him off. And the rest of them are sitting over, so Ginny, Hermione, and Ron are sitting around the table over cups of hot chocolate that sounds heavenly. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about what Harry has told them about his early life with the Dursleys. And why and none of this triggered anything is just beyond me. Triggered anything for what? What do you mean? Like, the fact, you know, because I think we've talked about this before, but, like, Ron telling, you know, his mother that there were bars in the windows. Oh, I mean, yeah. they must have they must have known that they were starving him because they were all sending him food. I mean. <laughs> I know. I de- it is. I, I don't get it. That way. I really don't get it. And yeah. it's very disturbing. And, like, you know, God knows if they weren't, they didn't do anything probably on Dumbledore's orders. Although you would think that Dumbledore would want Harry to be. Oh God, I'm straying into canon is thick territory, but the whole, his whole thing about, you know, I cared more about your happiness than your well-being or whatever, or your well-being than your happiness or whatever the cult mm-hmm. goes. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't do anything. And if it was this bad for Harry of all people, imagine what things would be like, for, like other kids. Yeah. But most other kids, I think probably had parents i mean it's like that in in our world too there's you know child protective services and and sometimes children get caught sometimes they figure out what's going on and sometimes they don't and sometimes they get the kids away and sometimes something terrible happens to them so you know in some cases you could say harry had a terrible life and in some cases you could say harry got off lightly it's just a matter of opinion. But I do understand. Yeah. I thought you were talking about what happened here, and I was like, well, well that they're too. talking about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know why Arthur and Molly didn't go. It's kind of like Molly just kind of went, oh, yeah, you guys pulled the bars off the, you know, and just sort of it didn't, you know, thought they were exaggerating or whatever. But how she could, and, you know, maybe, because he wrote and said, Dudley's on a diet, and so the whole family's on a diet, so we're not eating very much. Yeah. Please send food. So yeah. it could be that they just pass that off of, oh, yeah, well, Dudley's on the diet, so everybody's dieting, so we're just going to send him a little bit extra. Mm. But you're right. I can totally see where your point is that somebody should have figured out that something bad was going on with Harry. I mean, Mrs. Fig should have figured it out years before. I mean, given what they were, how they were dressing him and all of that. I mean, she's always seemed a little bit, um, batty. Like she didn't, she didn't pay very much attention to a lot of things. Apparently she just, did think... know she had to make it not too fun to be at his, her place or they wouldn't bring yeah, him there. Go back. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I still don't understand how Privet Drive could be home and the magic could work, because it wasn't. And you would think Dumbledore would have put the fear of God into them to be like, you yeah. need to protect him, because if Harry's not there, you're toast. <laughs> yeah. So it's to your best he interest. He sort of did at the at one point, but far too late. Years too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, mm. it's hard to say. I mean, Ugh. it's... Part of it is that, especially in the earlier books, Joe wasn't necessarily being going for realism. Right. She was like, um, the Dursleys or, you know, the cardboard, 
wicked stepmother and uh, so on, so that Harry had something to want to get away from. Um, mm-hmm. So, and she she didn't like follow through with you know if. Dumbledore wants to be his guardian and is protecting him, then uh, he might notice these things and do something about it or things like that. A lot, a lot of the adults in the books in general seem to be oblivious about certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the typical child fantasy oblivious adults thing, huh? Yeah. yeah. Not to mention that Harry's oblivious about other things, but you know. <laughs> but that, that's different. <laughs> yeah. And I think quite it's, a bit of it is the plot said so. I mean, you have to have so many, you have to have some things that are going on, but you can't have them come and save him because if they come and save him, then we don't have the right story. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what fan fiction's for. <laughs> yeah. There, there are a lot know. of those because a lot of people have these same thoughts and be like, somebody should have done something about this. And so. They put it in fanfic, but mm-hmm. it is, it is kind of, um, I don't really subscribe to the fanfics where Dumbledore is an evil manipulative genius, but there is a certain amount of the, you know, Harry, Harry was going through tribulation so that he would be the, the tempered hero in the end, mm-hmm. um, which they often bring up in those when Dumbledore has known about this all the time and did it on purpose or something. Right. But, um, evil man. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't think is really true to his character. Right. But it is kind of, they had to give him the idiot ball a few times to keep Harry in that situation so that it would work for the plot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have the crew sitting around the table and Ginny asks what they know about the Dursleys. And, and you know, she says, well, there were, he said a few things while we were there and, and there was a lock on the door and he freaked out about the cupboard and, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden Ron says, have you been talking to dad? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, dad, did dad ask you to talk to us about this? Because he was asking about it too. <laughs> you know, Jenny's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, and apparently in the bits that I haven't read from last week, Arthur was trying to discuss with Harry that the Dursleys are abusive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I bet he didn't take that well. Did he change the subject? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what usually happens when you talk to Harry about these things? Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, and Harry denies it, but then Arthur, because Arthur's just cool, and, and you know Melinda likes Arthur, so she's going to make him cool in this. And so he's like, okay... You don't think they were abusive, but if Andromeda was doing to Teddy what your relatives did to you, how would you feel about that? And Harry's like up on his feet, getting ready to go and curse Andromeda. And and I was just like, oh, it's not Harry. happening. But think about your reaction right here. They were abusive to you. And Harry's like, no, 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 you know. And so. Can't boy. possibly have been abusive to me because that's not normal and I'm a normal guy. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Harry. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they start to put some more things together themselves Finally. with with this information. Like, yeah, we knew he was not being fed all that well, and we had to take the bars off his window. They did lock him up that one time. And Ginny mentions, has he ever asks them, has he ever said anything about the cupboard? And, well, it's where they locked up his school stuff. We had to go pick the lock. But mm-hmm. he says, no, he told me that he slept there for 10 years. Yeah. And Hermione just freaks. What? 
Like, <laughs> yeah. And then Percy comes in, and Ginny is like, come on over and join us. We're having hot chocolate, because they're trying to include Percy uh-huh. in things more. And then he comes over, and they're like, um, so... Conversation! Um, <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> yeah. And he says, well, I can't really say what's going on in the ministry. They don't really tell me much. Um, yeah. So, where's everybody else? <laughs> yeah. But this is kind of a neat little thing because we, we get this neat little snapshot picture of here that Jenny used to steal his chocolate frogs whenever he left his door open. And and Ron, he's like, you blamed me for that. And and Ron sort of, he gets the poor me's in this, the end of this chapter where we're at right now. But it's just this neat little thing between Ginny and Percy where she would steal his chocolate frogs and he let her get away with it once he figured out it was her. And then Hermione says, you know, I never missed having a sibling until I watch you guys. And now I kind of miss having a sibling. And Percy's like, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow while I'm in the shower, you can go in and steal some chocolate frogs. And I just, it was really sweet. And it, it's just a neat little Percy moment. Mm-hmm. So, and he tells about running into Neville. I forgot about Neville. And then he's looking much better than... Right after the battle. Right after the battle. It's true for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Charlie comes in. And he wants to know if he's missed a family meeting. We totally need nope. to. I know that putting little editor notes in here is is not something that we normally do, but whoever's editing this needs to get a clip of Ryan talking about a family meeting and put it right here because that's exactly where this needs to go. Ella Fisher, we gotta have a family meeting. She doesn't like the meetings. No. She never knows what he's talking about. She is so funny. The last one where she just Mm -hmm. screams the entire time was just so funny. And then she'd stop. And he'd go, are you ready for family me? And she'd start up again. (laughs) By the end, he's like, okay, I'm exhausted just from watching you. It amuses me that um, his Boston accent is much stronger in those than mm-hmm. when it ever is when he podcasts. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. There aren't other people to listen to, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, uh, anyway. So Charlie comes in, and they offer him hot chocolate, and he goes and gets the fire whiskey up on top of the refrigerator or the cupboard or whatever it is. It's up on mm-hmm. top of the cupboard because they don't have a refrigerator. <laughs> and... uh and here again, we've got the the poor Ron. Nobody told me it was up there. And Jenny's like, well, nobody told me either. And well, you couldn't reach it anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I never did, even though access to my parents' booze was not hard to come by. Yeah. Well, and, you Although know. My dad, my dad was like, I know how many bottles there are. I was like, yeah, but, you know, if I take the vodka and put water in it, you're not going to notice it. Yeah. You might if you put too much in there. If I put too much, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then they wonder about George because he hasn't shown up yet and he's staying mm-hmm. at the shop. They're doing grand reopening June 1st, possibly. That's quick. Yeah. Well, if they're all working on it and stuff, they can get it. So apparently going on a bender with Harry and then having a chat with Arthur has made him a little more focused. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
and Lee and Alicia are there, and I think Katie might have shown up. Yeah, Angelina showed up. So, yeah. remember the, and he explains, uh, Hermione explains to Charlie who those are, mm-hmm. so he doesn't recognize them. Yeah. Yeah. And that Harry's already up in bed. Which is, is good, because Harry hasn't forgiven George for getting him pissed drunk the other night. Charlie's like, was he hacked off? And he's like, yeah, I was going to cruise out of him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of hacked off. Overreaction much? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. poor Harry. Harry's been having a hard time, because, you know, it's Melinda Pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so legitimate, um, thing that he'd probably be having a hard time at this point. It's uh, true. I suppose. Uh, he's taking a dreamless sleep potion, so and has a bit of a lion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a guy. in bed sleep. till ten. Yeah. It helps a lot if you can stop yourself from then staying up till midnight the same day and just wiping it all out. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, you know, doesn't want to see anybody because he's sort of upset because he knows that. Ron and Hermione were there last night, and he's not exactly sure what they all overheard, and so he's embarrassed. But okay. he also feels better because he did finally tell Ginny that he was a Horcrux. And yeah, so he's been worried about that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Harry! So Ginny comes in and sits down next to him and talks. Are you good? Yeah, wants to you- know if he's planning on coming down at all or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to hide up here all day? I'm not hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. are. Uh-huh. And then she asks him, did your uncle ever hit you? <gasps> Why did his eyes get big? What? I'm fine, Jenny. I'm fine. Fine, I tell you, just fine. No, you're not. No, you're not. And she's persisting. He's telling her everything's good. And she's like, you said they locked you in a cupboard. And he's like, well, they might have knocked me around or held, withheld food, but nothing I couldn't handle. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. And, and he just wants her to forget about it, and she's not going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tells him he's got a lot more scars than the ones that you can see. And he's, yeah. then she says, thank you for telling me about the Horcrux, and I'm really sad that you went into the forest alone. And he says, I wasn't alone. And he tells about how he had the Resurrection Stone, and he got to see his parents and Remus and Sirius. Oh. And that just yes. makes her even more. Oh, Harry. He says, and he says, it's the last, the last thing I thought about before Voldemort cast the curse on me was you. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and so she kisses him for a while. Yeah, they have a bit of a snog session until he gets dizzy. <laughs> and and yeah. they're, they're getting kind of hot and heavy. And then Mrs. Weasley's like, Jenny, are you up there? And he's like, oh, oh God. <laughs> Well, no, she didn't walk in on him. No, but Harry's afraid that they could get caught. And there's, this is a Melinda fic. There's a little evidence that they were getting a little hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. So he's hoping she doesn't come up there. Yeah. And Judy says, I'll go head her off. Just uh, have a shower. Mm Mm-hmm. A cold one. Wasn't there, a, wasn't there a thick that Hermione and Ron were in the same boat and Hermione had to head Mrs. Weasley off? I'm sure it happens all the time. Probably. Mm. <laughs> and then we go to Saturday, and it's the grand reopening of Weasley's Wizard Wizzes. I have a terrible time saying that. <laughs> George is back in his flat, and the Burl's bustling with activity. 
And Liggy's moved in with George. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is nice. <laughs> and Ron and Harry have been cleaning up rooms in Grimmauld Place so they can move there eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Harry's come out of the shower and his bruise is starting to heal. That's and, good. And he says that, you know, he wonders if talking... I don't know if he says it out loud, but he thinks to himself that, um, no, he's, yeah, he is telling. He's, he puts on a muffliato spell and he tells Ron that it might be because he talked to Ginny about it. And the Didn't they tell him to do that? Yeah, but. They did, but it's Harry. It's taken him a while to actually talk to somebody. No, I mean, the, you know, it's not, it's not him. I mean, he shouldn't be wondering. They told him to do that. Mm-hmm. So he ought to put two and two to get in. Never mind. Harry's not, you know, the sharpest tool of the shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he knows he's just couching it in conditional language because it's Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I the dealer said it might be because of this. And then I did the talk to Ginny. So maybe it's about that. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. And poor Ron. Ron's like... So, um, if you need to talk, buddy, I'm, I'm here for you. I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but, but I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> like, no, not with you. Uh, right. I'd rather talk to Ginny, thanks. And Harry says, it's just weird, but all you people just talk about what you're feeling all the time. <laughs> it's not what normal uh, people do. I don't understand. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're yeah. just not normal. You're the ab, you're the Abby normal one. Yeah. And Ron says, I don't think it's all that odd. It's just what families do. Mm-hmm. It's those muggles you had to live with were farming. Yeah. yeah. So we wander over to the, uh, triple W's and there's a new carpet and I want this carpet. Yes. It's a lush purple carpet that makes Ron feel as if he's walking on cushioning mm-hmm. and Alicia mm-hmm. has picked it out, apparently. She wants well, to know if he likes it. She's developed it. Because it's a self-cleaning carpet with a built-in cushioning tarp. That sounds amazing. So if you mm-hmm. pour something on the floor, the floor just sort of eats it. And then it <laughs> regurgitates back over itself and it looks clean and good as new. So they've never been able to have a carpet in the shop before because so much stuff gets spilled. And Wait, then is- what happens to the stuff that gets spilled? It just like... The carpet eats it. Oh. And I don't know what happens after that. We just know that the carpet yeah. eats it. It opens up a little hole and then um, fills back in with fresh carpet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, Ron says, wicked. It would be interesting to see if, you know, having enough amount of certain things get spilled starts affecting what the carpet acts like or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can a it carpet starts- get drunk? I don't know. <laughs> Or, or it starts developing a taste for certain things. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's got to go somewhere. So is it, like, under the carpet and it's just kind yeah, of so built in with, mean, the, what happens. with the cushioning charms? Or does it, like, you know, poop it out somewhere in yeah. a corner they prob- or something? And they, they probably just... have, like, a, a dump section or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just puts I'm all sure- the... I'm sure Melinda did not think of this and is going, why? (laughs) Why would they come up with this question? (laughs) Sorry, Melinda. It's just a cool thing for the carpet to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. It's like Apparently, Lee has got a job with the Wizarding Wireless. Mm -hmm. He's coming up with a new show to start in the autumn. 
Yeah. And then Ron tells him about seeing rugby on the television and that they ought to figure out a way to make it so you can watch Quidditch. Muggle telly. Why don't, mm-hmm. okay. So did they have screens at the World Cup? Only in fix. Mm-hmm. You had op- omnioculars that you could buy. Oh, that's right. So you that's could right. zoom them in and do replays and stuff. But those are sort of short-range kind of things. And they had the giant, like, scoreboard screen? Yeah, they yeah. had the advertising screen. But I don't like think Mrs. they Scour's magical showed any, bags and Yeah, things. I don't think they actually okay. showed anything on it, but they had the advertising and stuff like that and the score. Yeah, messages and scores. But so no you think, there. though, that somebody up to this point would have put two and two together and been like, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's possible somebody did, and it has happened in numerous fics that somebody's said, why don't we take the enchantments from the omnioculars and maybe we can do a thing with them. And, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like you did that Year of Darkness or something, too. <laughs> I don't know. And somebody... I've read fix where somebody came up with it for the um, Triwizard Tournament so that people have something to watch while they're all in the lake mm-hmm. or whatever. But, yeah, well, that was before we knew that Ludo Bagno was doing commentary. We all thought they were just sitting there looking at the lake. Or, like, <laughs> I, was it Scott that said that they went down and watched them all and then went back to the castle for two hours and then came back? And, and yeah, that yeah. would Or an hour. I guess it was only an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the time you filed out, five minutes in the middle, <laughs> came back. It'd be. It wouldn't have been worth leaving for. But yeah. No. But I mean, it's also they are wizards, so they could probably have like warming charms and things on the stands, so it wouldn't be necessarily no, sure, uncomfortable yeah. to be waiting. And cushioning chairs on, on the, yeah. the benches. Yeah. yeah. How to get their iPhones out so they can read a book? Their Kindles <laughs> it would work. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine how a wizard would have a Kindle. Would that even work? Could you like you probably have like an enchanted book? Yeah, could you just, have, is there yeah. a book that like I don't know? I have read fix with that as well, where the the equivalent of the card catalog is just a giant book that you mm-hmm. say, I need this one and it'll yeah, turn into it whatever you're looking into for. Whatever book you want. <laughs> but I don't know whether that really fits with Potter canon magic or not. Well then you wouldn't need a library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also had ones where, you know, you actually find it in the card catalog and then it like gives you a little glowing thing to follow to where it's supposed to be or whatever, but <laughs> that seems too organized for the Hogwarts library. Yeah. I don't I don't think they had a card catalog or it would have mentioned Hermione using one at mm-hmm. some point. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Akio, whatever book I want. That works. Oh, could you imagine everybody summoning their books in the library? Yeah, be floating yeah. all over the place. Then you, you wind up like Osseo Dragon Books and getting hit by like 50 of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or somebody else getting hit by somebody else's book. Yeah. You have to know uh, where what your exact title was or you'd be in big trouble. Oh, yeah. So they're working in the, in the shop and all of a sudden Ron realizes that he's hungry. No. Who, who'd have thought? Shocking. That never happens. No. Never. And he goes over to his mom and he's like, Mom, what are we going to eat? And she's like, well, hello, yes, Ron. I'm having a day. How about you? He's like, Mom, I'm starving. Damn it. Learn to cook your own self. Yeah. Yeah. She tells him to take Harry back for a lunch break so they'll have, they'll have lunch and shifts. Mm-hmm. So... 
they head over to the picnic basket because she did actually pack one. Yay, Molly. Mm-hmm. And Ron just goes over and grabs half a sandwich and shoves it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Ron. <laughs> in the meantime, Harry's looking out the window and he sees Draco Malfoy. Oh, dear. Out there. and Very deja vu to, what, sixth year? Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm, is he up to something? You never know. Only one way to find out. Let's go. And Ron's like, uh, okay. And so they come, they go up and do the last name thing. And uh, mm-hmm. Harry says, what are you doing here? People, you know, come to shop. It's not all about you. <laughs> yeah, but it turns out he wanted to talk to him because the Death Eaters really want his hide. And... They're I can't trying, imagine why. I know. They're trying to get his daddy to help, and daddy would be happy to, you know, work a deal with the ministry to not have to go back to prison. They, uh, <laughs> Harry says, well, why didn't you just go to the minister? Malfoy's like, because they want you, Harry. You. They have this uh, verbal skirmage back and forth. and Eventually Ron kind of takes Harry in hand and... Walks him away. Smart Ron for once. Yeah. He's like, what'd you do that for? I was going to get him. I was going to. Uh-huh, I could have. That's the. the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ron's like, wait a minute. Ron's like, well, you threw me. I'm the one that flies off the handle, and you're the one that's calm and cool and collected. And this time you were flying off the handle, and I was calm, cool, and collected, and I didn't know what to do, so I just decided to grab you and drag you back over here. I don't like it when you switch roles. Don't switch roles on me. <laughs> oh, Ron. <laughs> and Mr. Weasley's inside waiting for him because he's been watching what's going on through the window. Yeah. And he's had reports of the same thing. And Harry's like, how did you know that? Because we work at the ministry and we have people looking into this stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, right, the so one she- Death Eater has been caught and they've been interrogating him. And then we have a nice little author's note. Well, Arthur says that he's going to go. He'll take the information to Kingsley. And then we have a nice little Arthur's note saying that the Harry Ginny scene was written especially for Danielle because she likes the romance. <laughs> so yeah. And we move on. That was a long chapter. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting longer in general as <laughs> Melinda has more things to talk about. Yeah. Chapter 16 is called Back to the Beginning. Mm, I wonder what But first we go to the office of the Minister for Magic. Yes. To tell him what happened with Draco. That's a random little thing, by the way. I like that Melinda uses the British forms for things. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Minister for Magic, not Minister of Magic. Right. Mm -hmm. So that always bugs me a little bit in the... In other fics, although I think it is what they did in the, the U.S. versions of the book, so it's understandable. They did. But, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So they're in the office, and it looks pretty much the same as it always has, because Kingsley's been too busy to redecorate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. And so, and of course, Kingsley's running a little bit behind, so uh, Arthur and, and Harry are talking about Grimold Place, and you know, wasn't there anything that could be saved? Because Harry says, well, the no. kitchen's clean, and that's about it. And so Mrs. Weasley showed him some cleaning charms, and he was able to clean the counters in the cooker. They She's don't have any dishes or anything because they all got smashed. Yeah. 
So can't they repair those? Probably, but they're just going to get new They're stuff. bachelors. They just want to get new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. That's how the bachelors work. That's how my grandpa always did things. Whenever he couldn't find a tool in his basement, he'd just buy another one, and then he'd wind up with three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. So this this little piece right here, it was really funny because I was listening to it on the text reader. I wasn't reading it. And so we have Arthur talking to Harry, and Harry ducks his head again, and he says, I do know that, Mr. Weasley. And then we have Kingsley saying, Arthur, Harry, I'm so sorry to keep you waiting, but what I heard on the text reader was, I do know that, Mr. Weasley. Arthur, Harry. So it sounded to me like he was asking Harry to call him Arthur just for that split second before the text reader kept going. And I was like, oh, yeah, because he called him Mr. Weasley all the time. That's cool. He's asking him to call him Arthur. But that's not what happened. That was just (laughs) me misreading the the text reader. (laughs) Yeah. So they explained to Kingsley about Draco and what Draco's wanting to do. Yeah, and and how Rodolphus has been in touch with Lucius. So, And then Harry tells about him being the other Horcrux because he feels like the minister needs to know, but he begs them not to let it come out of that room because he doesn't want the Daily Prophet to know. No, I don't blame him. Because they would have him be, being the next Voldemort if they did know. And mm-hmm. he tells them about going into the forest and going into die and, you know, kind of what happened. And they're pretty much in awe. And it's kind of a relief to tell somebody about it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mr. Weasley's about ready to collapse, and he's getting a little upset for Kings or for Dumbledore. And Harry's like, hey, it works. Dumbledore's plan works. So in the end, it's not a big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. You died, Harry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's just me. I'm not a big deal. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Kingsley says, you should know the Winsicum Aunt's going to give you an order of Merlin. And he's like, just me or the other ones too. And they're like, well, you get the first order and Ron and Hermione are getting the second order and some of the DA are getting the third order. And Harry's like, all right, fine. As long as other people are getting it, I guess I can handle it. Yeah. And they're holding off for the big celebration and Harry's kind of like, good. (laughs) Hold off as long as you want. Yeah. And then we shift to Ginny and Hermione, who are having a nice day, sitting in the shade under the big oak tree. Hermione's reading, and Ginny's flipping through Quidditch Illustrated. And Charlie comes out, because he's going home. Yeah, he's heading back to Romania. Yeah. And Ginny's like, really? You're really going to go? And he says, yeah, but I'll be home for Christmas. This is the scene I was reading where they're talking about dragon tracking. And my note says, why am I thinking of NORAD and tracking Santa? (laughs) (laughs) Probably be good at that. Yeah. And Hermione says, how's your mom? Because she knows she'll be upset. And Charlie says, well, I'll ask her to send me some food once I'm back in Romania. That always cheers her up. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it does. See, Charlie doesn't need to cook. He just gets care packages from Molly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) We we find out that the Gringotts dragon was spotted over Poland. There's a group from the reservation tracking it. Mm-hmm. And he invites Ginny and Harry to come visit the reservation once she's graduated. Mm-hmm. And once Hermione she's finished too. the newts. Yeah. And he's going to stop in Germany because Ginny wants to know if he's operating there directly. And he's like, no, I'm going to stop in 
in Germany. Munich has a nice apparition point with this pub, and there's a girl there that has great um, <laughs> service. <laughs> yeah. Great hands. She mixes my drinks the best way. Yeah. yeah. Shaking that stirred. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Ginny's, of course, not taking any of this because yeah, she grew up with all these brothers. Here. She knows. Yeah. And Ginny says, you realize Bill's settled down now. Mom's going to be after you next. And he's like, not me. I can't have a family. Not and in, in be a dragon tamer. Never know. Maybe he'll meet a, a nice female dragon tamer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Joe says he didn't. Yeah. yeah, well, doesn't mean Melinda might not invent one. That's oh. true. And then Hermione says, let's go into Muggle London and have lunch. And let's dress up and be purdy. So, Just for fun. Why not? That's what they do. They talk to Mrs. Weasley and make sure it's okay, and then they head off. <laughs> they have to. Jenny has to hide her lipstick so Molly doesn't know she's going to go put it on. Oh, <laughs> she's crying out loud. Yeah, and then we shift back to Harry at Grimmel Place, and mm-hmm. the kitchen is really quite nice now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creature comes by every once in a while, but by and large, he's helping out with Andromeda, so that's okay. And he's. Got a permanent silencing charm on Mrs. Black's portrait. Couldn't they have just burned it? Well, not without burning down the house, apparently. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's attached to the wall, and uh, the wall is load-bearing, apparently. But Bill thinks he knows a spell that could put another wall over top, so mm-hmm. it would work. <laughs> that would work, too. Yeah. And he's kind of wandering through and thinking about things, and he's wondering what he should do with Sirius's room. He hasn't done yeah. anything with it yet. And, he, and then he finds himself in Regulus's room. And, mm-hmm. and he was thinking, uh, this is the one where Ron thinks he might stay, so he's sort of anticipating it being bright orange, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not. Jeez, no, because Hermione's helping him decorate, so it's not very <laughs> orange at all. Sort of a yeah. faded blue jean color, apparently. Mm-hmm. The, cur- the heavy curtains are gone because Hermione's replaced them with some nice ivory ones. Mm-hmm. And she's chosen a room, but she hasn't done anything with it so far. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And Harry's wondering if she's kind of considering staying in this one with Ron, but he doesn't really know if he wants to know about that or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some things you just don't want to know about. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And then we've got Ding Dong. And Andy's there with little Teddy. Mm-hmm. But he's asleep. And so. Harry's finally managing to actually call her that instead of Mrs. Tonks. Mm-hmm. Although it takes him a little bit. Yeah, and, he, and she's, he's got her over there to offer her to have whatever is still there that she might want. Yeah. And, and she's kind of, it's awkward for her being back here too because she hasn't been there in years either. Mm-hmm. And she tells him about, you know, that family doesn't just mean blood ties, that the Weasleys are his family and that Teddy will be his family too. And that you need to hold on to those things. I wonder if Harry's told her about Regulus. I don't know. And she talks about how, you know, she, she likes Ted's family. She's very fond of them, but she's also been thinking about her sister more and more. And Harry just, doesn't really associate her with Narcissa, so he's no. like, your sister? Bellatrix is bad. What's going on? Oh, wait. Yeah, Narcissa's one, too. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And she says yeah. that she and Sissy are going to have lunch next week. 
she's going to leave Teddy with Creature because she wants yeah. to try to forge a link back with her family. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not sure about this, but he does. He kind of remembers how he's feeling about Dudley and mm-hmm. how he's mm-hmm. you know let less of a annoying idiot that these days. And so you know maybe it's worthwhile. And he wants to know if Mrs. Malfoy or Sissy will uh, accept Teddy because they're pure bloods. And since he's got both muggle and werewolves in his background, he is not a pure blood at all. Mm-hmm. And she says, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, but it won't hurt to find out. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. And she says there's nothing in the house that she really wants. So feel free to. Destroy everything or mm-hmm. keep anything or do whatever you like with it. Yeah. That is a good point. I wonder, I wish in Chris Child they would have fleshed out Draco and Teddy's relationship. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah cause... They didn't have space for Teddy because they were focusing on the generation down. Part. I know, I know. Well, well no, they'd still be in the same generation. Yeah, I don't know what the the term for it would be, but like Albus and his year mates, they barely yeah. even heard from James and he's only one year up and Teddy's mm. like four or five, I think. Yeah. He's a little bit older. And then after he leaves, after they leave, Harry thinks, ah, I'm going to turn Sirius's room into a bedroom for Teddy. And then when Teddy's a little bit older, Aww. he'll have a place to stay. And he's going to get uh, Dean Thomas yeah. to paint a mural of a wolf and a stag and a dog. And he's going to see if he can make it so that the background changes color so that it can represent tongs, which I thought was a really cool idea. Aww. Mm-hmm. And he goes over and twitches the drapes and a puff of dust falls on him and envelops him and he starts to cough. And instead of dissipating, the dust just sort of settles on him and his throat starts to close up and he's thinking to himself something is wrong he needs to get out of here and he's trying to crawl and he makes it as far as the bed before he passes out passes out and melinda's author's note says oh did i neglect to mention cliffy ahead (laughs) Hmm. fortunately for us there's more of the story so we just get to keep going Yay! Can somebody please explain to me how the R's like didn't? Oh, never mind. They well, no, it says in here that their um, the potion residue is not dark magic, so it makes it harder to find. I suppose. I mean, but you would think they would have like cleaned everything. I don't know. Well, it's a big place, I guess. They weren't worried about. It. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can see it happening in Sirius's room. Because they would think that that would be the room that Harry would go to because they would think it's closer. He'd be closer to Sirius and want to be in Sirius's room. Not thinking mm-hmm. that Harry would not like to be in Sirius's room because he feels guilty about the whole thing because they don't know Harry and his guilt complex. Mm-hmm. So. So as we start chapter 17, we ship to Ginny and Hermione who are also heading to Grumble Place. And they've had a great time and had a nice lunch, and they got to dress up pretty and went to a restaurant that Hermione knew. And and they had some guys trying to, excuse me, some blokes trying to uh, chat them up because they both look pretty nice. <laughs> so now they want to go to see Ron and Harry and see if they think that they look nice. Mm-hmm. And about that time, they uh, run into Ron, 
who's all upset and screaming, where have you been? Nobody knew how to How are we supposed you? to know you are, where you are when you're in Muggle London? <laughs> Anything could have happened. Ah. Because Ron can't handle not being in charge of everybody and making sure they're all safe. And they're like, he needs a cell phone. Yeah, you know, he totally needs a cell phone. Or flip, a flip flu. Right? Isn't that what those were called? Flip yeah. flus? Something. Make a Marauder's Map for the greater London area or something. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. So, okay, when I went to get my cursed child, um, they had a glow-in-the-dark Marauder's Map of oh. D.C. Interesting. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah. So they go in, and Ginny says she's going to go find Harry and see what Harry's doing, because Ron and Hermione are uh. having a discussion or snog. I can't remember exactly which. I think it was a combination of the two. And uh she goes down to the kitchen, and there's no Harry, and she starts looking around, and she hears this sound in Sirius's room, and she hears this sniffle, and she looks and she sees Harry's shoes and his jeans and a pair of underpants, and she's, you know, slack-jawed, staring at all of this, and then she hears this sniffle again, and it's coming from under the bed. And the bed's kind of broken, and there's not room for Harry under there. And she's like... Except there is a small, black-haired boy. Yeah, wearing a really long yeah. t-shirt. She's she a, doesn't quite twig. Not yet. She says, hey there, do you know how where Harry went? <laughs> He's like, I am Harry. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks up at her, because he hadn't looked up at her, and she sees the scar in his green eyes, and she's just like, oh, crap. And so she yells... Ron, Hermione, get up here! And then, of course, she scares and the baby. freaks out Harry. Yeah. I'm Ginny. Do you remember me? Nope. I don't know how to get here. My aunt's going to be really cross. And then here comes Ron and Hermione thundering up the steps. Ron, you know, bloody not hell! Not only has it made him look younger, it's made, taken his memories back to when he was younger, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... They're like, okay, now what are we going to do? And he's, he's four years old. She asked how old oh, Harry. I'm four. And so they make up a story that the Dursleys left him with Mrs. Fig and Hermione is Mrs. Fig's niece and she's supposed to take care of him because Mrs. Fig had to leave abruptly. <laughs> And Hermione figures out that there's a substance on the drapes, and Ron goes over to look at it, and she's like, no, 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 not without Dragonite gloves. Uh, idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ginny's panicking a little bit, and Ron tells her not to get it. Her knickers in a twist, and Ginny says, I'm allowed to be frazzled. My boyfriend is a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Hermione goes down to get the gloves and things, and comes back up with some pumpkin juice, which she gives him that has a sleeping drought in it, and mm. completely knocks him out because she doesn't take into consideration that he's a child. She puts in less than she normally would, but it's full strength, and apparently that's... <laughs> Oops. Yeah. But yeah. they need to do that because he's already said magic's not real, and he's sort of terrified of magic, so they can't just, like, throw him in a flu... Because that would freak him out. Or apparate, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get him in the... Well, they promise him ice cream. He gets to have pudding. Yeah. And he's like, I can have pudding? And they're like, yes. Oh, okay. You get to have pudding. You can even have ice cream. 
well, pudding, pudding is uh, dessert. Right. So it's anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then. Well, then what do you call pudding? They have specific names for them, like things like, oh, what am I thinking of now? Well, like Christmas pudding is Christmas pudding or plum pudding or things like that. Those are still called pudding. But then there's yeah. other ones like. Um, what about like regular pudding? I don't know if that's what the word for that would be in the UK. Um, like the, the kind that's creamy and uh, sort of a semi-solid thing. Yeah. Uh, Jello is called jelly. So like things like that are jellies. But I don't know for sure what the sort of the in, in between, uh, pudding-ish type thing would be. Custard maybe? Wait, wait, wait. If jelly. That could be custard. I'm looking online, but I'm not finding anything. Maybe a mousse? Is jello, is jellos or jellies? Then what's jelly? Possibly preserves, although I think that's more like jam. (laughs) Um, I'm so confused. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like they would probably call it something like a custard. But but a custard's different, though, jeez. Yeah, I don't quite know. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Don't get confused over the food. We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you just use jam. Okay. Yeah. Or honey. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, but, I mean, you can you can ask for jam, and you'll get a jelly kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Harry states that he's very hungry, and his belly rumbles. And uh, I don't blame a poor kid. That's when... Hermione comes up and gives him pumpkin juice and knocks him out. And Ginny takes him back through the flu. As she stumbles into the burrow and almost falls on the floor, her father catches her, and then he goes, Oh, what happened? As soon as he sees who Ginny's carrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they don't know particularly. Hermione thinks it's some sort of de-aging potion. And they have a sample to maybe check and figure out the antidote. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing Harry was that age. Imagine coming through the flu with a baby. Well, and yeah, <laughs> they tell him that late, later, you know, when he wakes up finally from all of this and he's all embarrassed, Ron's like, hey, at least you could go to the bathroom by yourself. You could have been worse. You could have still been in nappies. And, and Harry's just like, oh, mortified. Yeah. And Molly's a little bit frantic about the um, mm-hmm. sleeping draft, but... Hermione explains it was a very small dose, so she mm-hmm. says he should be fine. Um, but he's going to sleep all night. And Ginny's yeah. sad because she'd promised him ice cream, but he'll have some tomorrow. Yep. And so uh, Molly sends Ginny up to the attic to where the old clothes are and to get him something to wear, some jammies and stuff. And yeah. she finds an old stuffed unicorn that had been her favorite, so she brings that down for him, too. Yeah. <laughs> And while she's at it, she takes some pictures because mm-hmm. now they'll have kid pictures of Harry because he didn't yeah. have any before. And she says there were no photographs of him in that muggle house. They were all of his cousin. And so Molly's like, ha there will be now. <laughs> yeah. So then we shift back to Hermione. She is waking up and she can't quite remember why she's waking up at first. And then goes, oh, right. Um, and gets out and goes to check on Harry, mm-hmm. or, well, check in the kitchen and so on. And Harry is sitting on a stack of pillows with an enormous feast in front of him and Crookshanks <laughs> in his lap. Yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah. Hermione woke up, because Crookshanks was gone. Uh, yeah. And he calls her Hermione, which she would have decked him for 
had he not been four, but as a four-year-old, it's kind of cute, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Mrs. Weasley's having a great time because she gets to feed him Mm -hmm. as much as she always wanted to. Yeah. But then the fireplace flares green and Kingsley's head appears in the flames and he calls them. And Harry freaks out. And Harry freaks out. Yes. Yeah. And Hermione has to go and find him in Ron's cupboard. Because, of course, that's where he's going to go. Because that's where he would be at home. That's his place, is the cupboard under the stairs. And as much as he hates being in there, it's still his security place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, just a handy place to hide, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no such so thing Hermione, as magic. And Hermione explains, you know, there are different rules at the Dursleys and at Mrs. Figs, and here they really like magic tricks. Mm-hmm. And he thinks she's trying to get him in trouble, because Dudley does that all the time. Mm-hmm. She promises yeah. him they aren't. Yeah. Um, so he... And then Ron wakes up, and Harry's like, come on, I hear there's a treehouse. I want to go play in the treehouse. Okay, can we go play in the treehouse? Please, 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 please. And Ron's like, after breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's, even though he's a scared and somewhat scarred four-year-old, he's still a Mm four-year-old. As soon as Ron sort of says, what time is it? He goes right over to him and says, it's morning! <laughs> Wake up, Ron! Time to get up! It's morning yeah. time! <sighs> <laughs> so, they head back down to finish breakfast while Ron gets his shower, and then... <laughs> She's, and Ginny's down there by this time, and, and Harry's like... She says Harry wants to go see the treehouse, and Ron said that she that he'd take him. And Ginny's like, "That sounds like fun." And Harry's like, "Yeah, Dudley didn't want a treehouse because he can't climb as good as me." And Ginny's like, "That's because he's fat." And Harry <laughs> looks at her shocked, and she says, "Whoops, did I say that out loud?" <laughs> yeah. And Hermione explains to Mrs. Weasley that he doesn't know anything about magic at this point, and the Dursleys are very down on that. Anyway. So they head out to the treehouse, and Terry sprints towards it and climbs up the ladder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Ginny circles the bottom and tells them they have to surrender. And Ron grabs the rope and swings down and scares him half to death. And then he starts, Harry starts doing the potty dance, and, and Ron <laughs> figures it out and says, quick, go around there. And he's like, outside? He's like, well, yeah, you're a boy, aren't you? He starts to say wizard. Boy sends him off. And <laughs> the girls are like, I don't think Aunt Petunia's going to be very happy that you're teaching him to pee out in the garden. Ron says, well, you know, when we was locked in his room, I asked him what he did, and he just peed out the window. So he's, he's I'm just trying kind of- to imagine this. <laughs> no, you know, got to go. Like there was a, I feel like there was a bit in... Canon where they would let him out to use the bathroom. Yes. They let him out twice a day to use the restroom. Twice a day. But if you have to go more than twice a day, I wouldn't make it twice a day. Especially if Mm -hmm. I had my coffee. You wouldn't though. They didn't they only fed him like soup. Yeah. Well, but that's liquidy, (laughs) so Yeah. Yeah. But he probably wasn't hydrated properly either, so Mm. two might be enough. But who knows? But I like um, the idea of him peeing out the window. I think that's hilarious. He was watering Aunt Petunia's flowers for her. 
I gave Extra you the nitrogen. <laughs> I gave you the task to water the plants, but I didn't mean that way. And I zip up your pants. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? Uh, what is that book of poems? It's like. Is it the Shel Silverstein books poems? Yeah. It's kind of sound like the, him. Yeah. The yeah. sidewalk yeah. ends or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The sidewalk ends. I like Shel Silverstein. He has good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's an alphabet book that he has that is not for children. It's got, oh it's got things in it that says, P is for pony. The pony lives in your daddy's gas tank and makes the cargo. Give the pony, the pony's hungry. Give him some sugar in the gas tank. But don't give this to kids. This is very, very bad. <laughs> e is for Egbert. Egbert lives in the ceiling. Egbert is hungry. Throw eggs up and say, catch Egbert, catch. Aw, Egbert didn't catch his eggs. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh, there's one. Q is for quarter. I love this one. Q is for quarter. See, there's a quarter taped right here. It's missing? Your mean brother stole it or your mean father stole it. Something like that because, you know, of course there's not a, it's just a picture of a quarter. So I only remember a few of them. That book of mine disappeared years ago. But but I do remember it not being a children's book at all. (laughs) It's very much an adult book. Yeah. Well, Harry makes it back from his bathroom break Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) interrupts Ron and Hermione kissing and calls them gross. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is gross. Yeah. One day, Harry, you will change your mind. (laughs) And then it starts to rain, and Harry pleads with them to stay outside, but then there's a rumble of thunder. And He's like, sure, lunch is a good idea. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Mm-hmm. Hermione's like, is Harry afraid of thunder? And he's like, not as far as I know, but who knows when he was this little. And yeah, like, okay, and guess what? You get to go back tomorrow. And his face falls. I don't want to go back. Can't I stay? Oh, of course you can, says Miss Weasley, who's not going to tell him that he's going to grow up. So you can stay as long as you want. Yeah. Ron just has his days mixed up, says Mr. Weasley. Mm-hmm. So... They get him to finish his ice cream. Yeah, which Mr. Weasley keeps encouraging him to add sprinkles and chocolate and treats to the top of. So it's this probably giant ice cream sundae concoction. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Ron plays Hermione with chess, and Mm -hmm. Harry's fascinated by the moving pieces because he doesn't really realize it's magic. Right. He just thinks they're animatronic or something. And they start to grumble when he starts playing with them, but towards the end, they kind of like it. It's something new. <laughs> yeah. And they start insulting him, and he just insults them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then the rain clears, and Harry, or Ron looks out the window, and he says, Ooh, let's go play in the mud. And Harry's like, What? You can do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry. And Mr. Weasley comes in with wellies that'll fit him, and... Won't your mom be cross if we get dirty? Nah. We don't hurry. She'll get all the good puddles for herself. And Harry's like, let's hurry. And they convince Mr. Weasley to come along, too. (laughs) And so does Ginny. But Hermione decides to stay in and help Mrs. Weasley Mm because she's never really had fun with mud. No. Mm. And then George pops into the flu. I hear we have a tiny dinner guest. Yeah. He's outside stomping in the mud. (laughs) Your mom's got the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent, says George. I'll go join them. <laughs> Be nice. 
<laughs> and then yep. it's time to come in, and Mrs. Weasley's like stopping him at the door. Don't you even think about coming in here dressed like that? We're all muddy like that. And then she strips Harry down and wraps him in a muddy towel or in a clean towel that becomes muddy and sends Hermione up to draw the bath. And he's, you know, I don't want a bath. I don't want a bath. No supper. Come on. <laughs> so with the uncensored innocence of a child, he strips off his muddy clothes and climbs naked, bare naked, into the tub. And Hermione is mortified. <laughs> Harry's going to hex her when he comes back to his actual age. And Mrs. Weasley says, Hermione, why don't you go downstairs and see if any of the others need help? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of thinking that partly the part of the reason Harry doesn't want a bath, and I'm surprised, you know, in my head that he didn't put up more of a fight, was either they probably didn't probably have it, you know, the right temperature for a kid, either too cold or oh, I'm sure. God help, too hot. I'm sure he took plenty of cold baths. They would not waste the heated water on him. No, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's very few four-year-olds that like baths anyway. Yeah. So. I don't know. I didn't mind them. Especially when you've been out playing in the mud. Who wants to clean mm-hmm. up from that? I have this grand memory of being a child at a babysitter. And I don't know what they were doing. They were excavating for a swimming pool or something. And they had this hole that was probably two and a half, three feet deep. And we played in that hole all the time. We loved that hole. And it rained one day. And it was probably had six inches of water in the bottom. And we played in there. And we got so muddy. We were mud from head to toe. And I remember the babysitter not being happy at all. (laughs) When all of us kids traipsed into her house just covered in mud. I think we got a shower that day. I do want to do. We did go to Girl Scout camp. We went into a swamp or something in our clothes, and oh, it was disgusting. And so they lined us up and hosed us off. It was like the last day camp. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, you're lucky you like, didn't get leeches. Yeah, that too. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like they really didn't do much in the way of making sure we didn't have God knows what. I think that was what. Between that and the stupid horse that got me stuck in a tree, I think that put me off Girl Scout camp. Oh, and the t- that was no, that was after the time we were in the middle of a hurricane, or I mean a tornado. Such fun! I know. And the horse got you stuck in a tree. How did yeah, the horse, horse got me stuck in a tree? How did the horse do that? So it was a stupid horse, and it wouldn't do what I wanted it to do uh-huh. because partly because my feet couldn't reach the stirrups yet, and so I couldn't control the horse. And so we were walking along, and there was this tree that had like. Uh, a split from ground level. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't get the horse to go around the tree and walk through the tree. And because my feet were on the east side of the horse, I got stuck. Aww. And I couldn't move. And I was the last one because the damn thing wouldn't move. And I was like, you know, yards behind everybody else. It took the consoles a couple minutes to figure out I was missing. And then they came back and unstuck me and like had to like drag the horse along. It was bad. Such a stupid, stupid horse. Sounds like a pretty smart horse to me. He got exactly what he wanted. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, after, after baths and dinner, they all gather around and Mr. Weasley reads Beetle the Bard tales to them. Uh-huh. And Harry falls asleep with his thumb in his mouth. And Ginny yeah. tucks the little unicorn underneath his arm as he falls asleep. And Mr. Weasley says... Fred used to do that. And Hermione says, what? And Fred used to suck his thumb. 
And the healer said, you know, with two infants in the house, it was perfectly understandable that one of them would self-soothe. And so Fred was the self-soother. Mm-hmm. And they realized that Harry would probably be like that, too, because we know his relatives wouldn't help him. Oh. And yeah. Is that why Okay. It's one of the reasons. Okay. And so, you know, he's going to be... Hermione, Mr. Weasley says, is he going to be pleased or embarrassed about, you know, giving him all these first? <laughs> and Hermione's like, he's going to be mortified, and then Probably I think both. he'll be pleased. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. she wants to know if George was, sucked his thumb as well, and he said a little bit, and Ginny did for a while, but it was George who, it was Fred who really mm-hmm. had a habit of it. And then one day he just stopped. Yeah, and George says, well, he stopped because I bet him that he couldn't go for a whole week. Well, first of all, Ginny says that, that, that Ron, wow, I'm all mixed up. Um, Ginny looks up and, and she says that there was this bowl and Fred was always the hard one to control and he was kind of teasing her and she flung the bowl of salad at Fred's head because he teased her about being too small to play Quidditch. And she cracked him right on the head. <laughs> she knocked him out. And it broke the bowl, and she had to help. And there was always this one little piece that was missing, so that bowl was always always cracked. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when George says, you know, I remember when Fred stopped sucking his thumb. I, I bet him if he could stop for a whole week, I'd pretend I was him the next time he got in trouble. And then yeah. by the time it had been a week, he didn't start again. And Mr. Weasley said, so what did you do? What did he do to get you into trouble? And he says, ah, that's when he tore, turned Ron's teddy bear into a giant spider. Can we panic now? Oh. Yeah. yeah. I got a paddling from Mom and no pudding at supper. And Mom made my favorite pudding that night, thinking she was rewarding me for not being involved. But it was Fred <laughs> who ate it. Yeah. <laughs> so they got to talk about Fred for the rest of the evening, and it's probably pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. And then we start the next morning with a scream. <laughs> of course we do. Because yeah, Harry has found the ghoul. Yeah. Or the ghoul has <laughs> found Harry, I think, is more what's, yes. what's happening here. And the ghoul's it just sort of curious. haunts Ron's bedroom, and it just happened to come by. And he is terrified of this because he mm-hmm. doesn't know Because he thinks ghoul it's is. a ghost. Uh, too. Yeah. And the ghoul's just moaning back at him, trying to imitate the sound that he's mm-hmm. making, which is not helpful. <laughs> no. So Arthur comes running in. Ron banishes the ghoul, and Arthur comes running in, and Ron says, It's the ghoul! Harry's terrified. And so they take him down for some of the special hot chocolate that Molly makes that probably has a little bit of some sort of calmer in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, it's special tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ron himself had been afraid of the ghoul when he was little. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. And they already knew about magic. Yeah. So we've got sweet, sweet tea, and Ron's surprised that Harry, Hermione and Ginny didn't wake up, and Molly says she told him to stay in their room. And he says, I think the ghoul was just curious about you. And Harry's like, Aunt Petunia says there's no such thing. Yeah, well, perhaps she's never seen one. Your mind has to be open to them, says Mr. Weasley. Mm-hmm. That, you know, of course makes yeah. Harry go, ooh, so I can see things she can't. And then, can I see my parents? Ooh, honey. 
Yeah. Nope. But you can feel them in here, says Arthur, and he puts his hand on Harry's chest. They loved you very much, and that love leaves a lasting mark. And he says, they died in a car crash, and both Molly and, and Arthur are startled, Arthur by, startled that. by that. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, if they had chosen to tell him, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, don't think four would be old enough. No. Yeah. I think it's like, they, what, what are you going to say? Uh, your parents were killed by an evil wizard, but don't worry. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, or like... Or even if they don't bring up the magic thing, uh, yeah, your parents were blown up by a terrorist. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like the... uh, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That's that's enough to give a kid nightmares, probably. Yeah, and could you imagine, like, you know, being like they died for me, you know, as a four-year-old? Yeah, it's hard enough once he's old enough to figure it out. Yeah. But, anyway, Arthur says, you know... They wanted you to survive, and they loved you very much. And then Terry kind of falls asleep. And then George comes back to visit, and they all take Harry out to the swimming hole. <laughs> Which he's never... Does Harry really... know how to... No. Yeah, he probably doesn't. He taught him how to no. swim. And so it takes a little coaxing to actually get him in the water, but Ginny sits down and gets him in a little bit at a time. And then George and Ron play Toss the Toddler. <laughs> Oh, that would have terrified me. I had a hard enough time getting in the water, mostly because it was cold and I was skinny and, you know, mm. cold. And cold. Oh, they should have had wetsuits my size when I was a kid. That would have been heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ron is a little uh, distracted by Hermione's lack of clothing. I can imagine. He's not seen her in a bathing costume before. And there's, uh, yeah, more of her than he normally sees. And George is, he's not really flirting, but he's like, are you coming in the water, Hermione? And Ron's like, leave her alone. She's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ron. Yeah. And Ron's kind of disconcerted by this, Harry, because he's, uh, it's very obvious what he's feeling about things. And that's not how Harry is as far as Ron knows. Yeah. And Hermione's thought it through a little bit more and said, yeah, this is what he was like when he was four, and he probably learned how to hide everything. Yeah, because they wouldn't let him have feelings, so he had to hide him. Yeah. And, and this is where Jitty tosses Harry to George, and then George tosses him over to Ron, and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. And they do that for a while. Until they drop him. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And the girls go and sit on the edge of the pool for a while, and then and uh, they drop him in, and, and George is great. George is like, good job, Harry. I knew, or says Ginny, I knew yeah. that you'd be brave enough to put your face in. I just knew you would. Yeah, <laughs> you as if it I'm, was all on purpose. You think I'm brave? She says, of course I do. You're sure brave. you are. And clever and very kind. And so then she teaches him how to blow bubbles under the water. Oh. Hermione and Ron have a wee bit of a talk. <laughs> yeah. And he starts kissing her, and, and uh, George is like, ah, there's children present over here. Yeah. <laughs> and they teach four-year-old Harry the word bosom. Yes, they do. <laughs> What's a bosom? Um... <laughs> How about let's play toss? <laughs> Yay! <Yeah. laughs> Shoo, distracted. 
except Harry, Ron's playing a lot more, paying a lot more attention to Hermione, mm-hmm. and he misses a catch at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Harry says, it's okay to make a mistake as long as you try and fix it. And Ron's like, when did you get clever? That doesn't sound something very Dursley-ish. No. They're having then, a good time. Yeah. And, and Harry just leaps at George, and yeah, they have a lot of fun for a while. And then... And then he starts to turn blue, and he's, he's uh, uh, I'm just like every other little kid I know that's just winning until they turn blue, and then they're never cold. Yeah. No, no, we don't want to leave. No, no. It's fine. It's, it's like when you're trying to stay up past your bedtime, but not tired. No. Nope. nope. Never tired. Not no. tired. Nope. Mm. Not at all. Yeah. And they're wondering what Molly's making. Well, Ron's wondering what Molly's making for dinner because, you know, he's hungry again. And it starts a discussion about the family because Bill and Fleur are coming over and Harry doesn't quite know who they are. And they bring up Fred and talk about how he's no longer with us. He's unfredded. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And And Ginny says, it's not your fault. It's just you're the first one to ask me how many brothers I have since mm-hmm. Fred died. And she starts to say six, and then she changes it to five. I have five brothers. And Harry says, that's not right. You have six brothers. You just, one's not with you anymore. And she's like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Just because he's dead doesn't mean he's not my brother anymore. Yeah. And Harry says, well, they kind of explain a little bit about Fred. And Harry says, maybe someone in heaven needed cheering up or something. So he went on to help. Uh huh. Ron says, I bet you're right. Charlie lives in Romania and works with dragons. You're fooling me. Because, you know. And Dudley goes to the zoo, but he's never seen a dragon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And George says, Do you really think Fred's making everyone laugh? And Harry says, Didn't you say that's what he liked to do? Mm -hmm. Then, of course, he's still doing that. Yeah. So. The the kid logic there really brings a lot of closure with them, I think. The the whole discussion of Fred the night before and this discussion here is really helpful. And it's mm-hmm. because a four-year-old pretty much says it like it is and doesn't beat around the bush. And so it kind of gets them thinking in a different way. They're thinking outside the box of it here. And it's pretty cool. And then we have roast chicken and jacket potatoes and chocolate cake for pudding and Fleur gets to mm-hmm. hang out with Harry because he's so cute and she's sending dewy eyes at Bill because I think she wants one <laughs> yeah and, uh, that's one of the other little phrases that got changed in the, the US version of the books a few weeks ago somebody I think maybe on Hypable I'm not sure where was going through and um I found a, a list of some of the things that got changed. And, oh, that thing I posted, yeah. Yeah. And uh, some of them, like, I don't I don't think I would have realized that a tank top was a kind of sweater, but most of the rest of them I probably could have figured out from context, so it seems odd that they I changed so many. a tank top was a kind of shirt. It is in the States, mm-hmm. but apparently not in Britain. Oh. It's a, it's like a sweater vest. <laughs> Yeah. So it's the, oh. it's the same like construction, but it's <laughs> made out of wool rather than thin cotton. 
Two countries uh, separated by a common language, indeed. Yes. <laughs> but one of the ones that came up that I hadn't known about, though I think I probably could get it, is jacket potatoes, which is apparently the, the word for baked potatoes. It's baked potatoes, yeah. Because yeah, they. I mean, I totally, I mean, I would have known that's not what they meant, but I would forever be picturing potato in a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. As a 10 year old, I would just been like, what? Is that? Yeah. No, it's because it's got a little foil jacket on it to mm-hmm. keep all the flavor in. Yep. Oh. That's it. <laughs> but Harry's... Fleur has made the antidote for Harry because she's the potion expert in the family. Mm-hmm. Apparently. And as... So she gives it to him to drink before he goes to sleep. Because and... he's falling asleep in his plate. Yeah. That was fast to get the antidote. Yeah, they It took two, two days. Or three days, I guess. But... Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the potions you have to like steep it for like a week and whatever. I guess it helps that they did get the original to work from and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. True. Yeah, Harry's like, "Why am I taking this?" And he says, "It's medicine." And she says, "He says I'm not sick." And Aunt Petunia says, "I don't need medicine anyway." And Ron's parents <laughs> scowl, but he does take it. And Fleur says, "Don't put any pajamas on him because when he grows, it might hurt him." Oh, that's a good point. I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm-hmm. They put him back in bed with the little. Side rails up and and go and hope that the next morning. And Jenny wants to know if it's going to hurt, and she says probably not. But he'll feel like he has you know growing pains. He'll be uncomfortable. That's why we do it when he sleeps. But that Mm didn't hurt. Growing pains hurt. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when he wakes up the next morning, he is pretty stiff. Yeah. Cool. And apparently this is a fifth-year potion at Bobaton, and who knows why they don't teach it at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we move on to the next chapter, chapter 19. And Harry wakes up slowly, and he's feeling content, and all of a sudden he remembers. And he's like, well, he opens his eyes, and he's oh, God. sleeping. He's got railings keeping him in bed, and why in Merlin's name is he holding a stuffed unicorn? And then all of a sudden, all of these memories come back, and he is mortified. And bloody hell, Mrs. Weasley had given him a bath! He's going to stick that Harry. And memory charm them all. Yeah, he's hoping to convince Hermione to memory charm everyone, including him. (laughs) And he's naked! Yeah. And Ron's just chuckling at him. He says not a word. Not one word. You're, you're crushing your unicorn there, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's looking and for And he's his reaching wand. for his wand, yeah. And Ron says, it's not there. We weren't going to leave a wand with a toddler. Yep. And Harry's like, is everybody awake? I don't know. I'm going to sneak out before anybody can see me. And he's like, you can't Honey, go you over. some clothes first. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And Ron says, you know, who knows what else you might find there. Maybe you'd be permanently a kid this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's true. And he's hoping, I don't know, maybe I could run away and rent a flat or something. He doesn't want to ever have to look at Mr. and Mrs. Weasley again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, he, you know, Ron's like, the mom and the girls love taking care of you. And here he's just simmering. And He's trying to get out of bed and he can't because he's got the childproof locks on the bed, rails on the bed. So finally Ron lets him out. And I like at one point, and I, I've missed it here in this reread, but at one point he looks down to make sure that he grew all of his parts back 
<laughs> because once again, this is a Melinda fic. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, and here's where Ron says it could have been worse, and Harry's like, "How could it possibly have been worse?" And he says, "At least you were toilet trained." <laughs> Ron's falling out of bed laughing, and Hermione comes in. Harry, how do you oh, feel? God. Here comes Ginny. Now back off. He doesn't have any clothes on. <laughs> Ginny doesn't mind. No. He asks them to leave so that he can get dressed. Yeah. Hermione goes and gets him his dressing gown. And Ron rats on him that he was going to move back to Grimmel Place without telling anybody. Mm-hmm. Hermione won't let him do that. And she says, he knows. That's just his embarrassment talking. And so he finally, you know, yells at them all to get out so he can get dressed. <laughs> yeah. And he goes down. And, and Mr. Weasley's there. Yeah. And, he and he's, down. he's great. Because, you know, you can tell that Harry's slightly uncomfortable. And Mr. Weasley's like, chin up. No need to be uncomfortable, lad. Do you honestly think you're the only one in this house with embarrassing childhood memories? We'll just add yours to the bunch. That makes him feel better. Type soft. And Sorry. Mrs. Weasley has left the chair stacked up with pillows mm-hmm. for the high chair, basically. So Harry just, just picks case. up one of them and throws it at Ron. Of course. <laughs> and she's gone off to visit Mrs. Tonk. So Molly and, and Andy are forming a relationship, which is really nice. That's good. And they decide that it's after all. a potion and that it's really hard for, you know, the ministry. Why did the ministry miss it? And it's because it was a potion. Yeah. They're hard to register as dark magic because they're not active unless you've actually taken them. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that Molly took lots of pictures. That's great. <laughs> oh, great. God. He explains why he was in the room in the first place, his plan for a room for Teddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dean is apparently going back to Hogwarts next year, and so is Parvati. Mm-hmm. And then is Lavender alive up. in this fic, or do we not know? I don't think she is. I, okay. I don't remember seeing her. So. Okay. so they tell him he can't eat or drink anything at Grimald Place, and he says, yeah, I, I will be on my guard. I'm always on my guard. Uh-huh. No one and else. then he also has um, another thing to bring up. He's wondering if any of them would like to join the incoming Auror class on the 20th of June. Yeah, because Kingsley mm-hmm. has shown up. Yeah. And, yeah, he's... And Ron and her, Harry are like, sure! But Ginny and Hermione are going to go back to school. Yeah. And they do wonder about the trials coming up and if that will interfere with the Aurors, but they've taken all that into consideration. Well, Ginny has to go back to school because she's only finished her... Six year. She didn't... Six... Hardly that. So technically she's only really gotten through fifth year. But she's taking... She's been studying and revising and she's yeah. taking her exams, so... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been having catch-up exams for all the people who were there for that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, or weren't. Yeah. And then we go to Ginny's point of view... Walking in the Ministry for Magic. And Arthur calls her Ginger Bear. I love it. (laughs) And she says that she'll be fine at Ancient Ruins, but Transfiguration is her toughest class. So she's a little worried about that. And they're doing two classes a day. So she doesn't have to worry about potions until the next day. Yeah. And then she meets up with Siobhan. Mm -hmm. 
and other roommates. They talk. Uh, Siobhan got a, a an owl from Liz, who was the other surviving roommate, and her sister-in-law didn't make it because she'd been sent to Azkaban because she was a muggle, a, a magical yeah. muggle. Yeah. So she's been staying and taking care of her nephew. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, McGonagall's making special arrangements for her to take her exams later. And it'll be weird because one of their roommates didn't make it, but they'll have Hermione and Pravardi in to kind of round things back out. Yeah. And Siobhan wants to know, speaking of seventh years, have you been seeing any of the other ones? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm related to one of them. Yeah, what about that cute Harry Potter kid? Mm -hmm. And she admits that he is staying there at the moment. Mm -hmm. Siobhan says, how cozy. Yeah. Which is I'm perfectly respectable. Thank you very much, Jenny. <laughs> I think cozy has a typo because it's an S and not a a Z unless no, they spell. That's it. fine. Is that how you spell it? Oh wait, it's well, got a Z in uh, the fanfiction.net version. Oh so. well, in this one it doesn't. It's a it's an S. Well, I think hmm. the British version is an S, but I can't that, remember. I don't know for sure if that's one of the places. Well, I know where what is. tea cozy has an S in it. And I don't um, remember if that's the same kind. It's not interesting. flagged as a spelling, but I don't think that's on in here because it doesn't flag for, you know, wizarding terms either. So, Well, I've got mine set to British spelling, so I can't tell anymore what I'm spelling wrong and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the um, the UK spelling. Is it? Which, with an S? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good to know. That's why Tea Cozy is spelled that way and, um, okay. like, Cozy Mysteries and things. Yeah. So the girls chat for a bit, and then a couple of the boys drop in on them. Richie Coat and Andrew Kirk, two more Gryffindors. And mm-hmm. it's weird that one of them, one of the group of people that's there is going to be head boy and head girl. And mm-hmm. it's such a weird thing for them to think about there complaining about their exams. Uh, <laughs> Richie doesn't like transfiguration either, and somebody else doesn't like potions and, yeah, all that stuff. But then it's time to yeah. uh, go. It says, well, at least we're not doing this at Hogwarts, because if we were, the uh, fifth years would be being insufferable about the owls. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's after, and she's exhausted, but Harry's waiting for her, and he's going to take her out. Uh-uh. And she thinks about it, and she says, you know, because the, they haven't seen any reporting on Harry and Ginny being back together, her friends. So she thinks, well, we might as well when bite did they the bullet. Up? What? Oh, you mean since breaking up before? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they, she decides that they should go to the Leaky Cauldron so that their dating is kind of out in the open and not hidden anymore. And, of course, they get mobbed and tell Hannah to get them into a little secluded table of their own. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She says to give give her notice next time, and she'll have a table waiting for them. Mm -hmm. Did she tell them that last time they went out? Yeah, but I think Mm -hmm. Harry had already left at that point. And, like Jenny says, Harry won't do that anyhow because that would be trading on his fame, and Harry doesn't do that. Mm. So he explains that they're celebrating Jenny's exams. Mm-hmm. And she 
goes through. You know, Ancient Runes is okay. Transfiguration was harder, but it should have been all right. And Potions and Herbology are next day. He wants to know what they're doing about defense, because it wasn't defense against the dark arts. When the Karos were there, it was just the dark arts, and they were being taught mm-hmm. how to do those. So that's been postponed for a while until they can figure out what to do with it. Yeah, they're going to do review materials after they finish the rest of the exams. Mm-hmm. And they chat a little bit about uh, you know, him being a kid. Mm-hmm. He's still embarrassed about it. Yeah. It was funny and you were cute. He says, if it had happened to you, you wouldn't think it was so funny. (laughs) Yeah, but... And they want to know, she asks if the ministry's found anything else, and he says, well, they're still there, but potions are hard to detect, so who knows. He says he'll use a bubblehead charm the rest of the time when he's cleaning things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That way, it won't be a problem, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And he talks about hat. And, you know, did Hat consider you for Ravenclaw? And he says, well, it was just Slytherin. And he kind of explains it. And she says, so basically Hat said that you could have been in any house, but because you were worried about Slytherin, you were the one that kind of clamped onto not Slytherin, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. And Hat not necessarily was going to put you in there. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Oh, Harry. Makes him feel a little bit better. Because it wasn't Hat that was focused on Slytherin. It was more him. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she says that she was worried that she wouldn't get into Gryffindor because her whole family had been in Gryffindor. And, you know, she was the first girl and everything. So she could have been different. So she was tickled, 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 tickled to be able to get into Gryffindor. Percy should have been a Slytherin. Probably. Mm, depends. I can see that working. I could see it working for the twins, too, but they have, they all have reasons for not being, too. So, yeah. I expect if there hadn't been, you know, if it wasn't Slytherin with the stamp of Tom Riddle, mm-hmm. they might have been more diverse. Oh, I'm sure. But they all had, you know, a learned distaste for Slytherin already by then. So Yeah, but that makes no sense because Arthur's mother was a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. But how long were those generations? I think she was born circa 1920s. Mm-hmm. And Tom Riddle was 1940s. So well, at that he point, was born so in 1928. So they were about the same age. They were the same age. Hmm. Well, I don't know. But she would have been there regardless before it had the whole stamp of Lord Voldemort being a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roughly, yeah. yeah. Plus Andy and, you know... Well, they hold hands and they talk, and then... (laughs) So cute. Yeah, they are cute. And then we change scenes, and Harry's waking up for the first day of horror training, and he's feeling a little bit like he's catching a cold. He's got a scratchy throat, and he's just oops, not feeling great. And and Ginny got up. Well, he wakes up Ron, and he he sneaks over, and he's, Hold your feet, trainee! Ron's like, what, what? (laughs) Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, I'm having a shower. If you fall back asleep, I'm not waking you again. Yeah. And then Ginny's meeting, meeting him for breakfast. Mm-hmm. She's not really pleased about being awake at this time, but she is anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently nobody's a morning person. <laughs> nope. Except Mrs. Weasley. Yeah. She's yeah. probably just used to it by now. Uh, she gives him a kiss on the head and tells him he's, she's very proud of him. Being in order. Yeah. Jenny has to explain that these are okay tears. It's mm-hmm. fine. 
Oh, look at you, Ronnie, and your ministry robes. Aren't you so cute? <laughs> They're black with gold trim and aura trainee on the pocket. Yep. So apparently these robes have pockets. Yep. <laughs> And they're hoping that Zachariah Smith isn't going to be one of the trainees. Oh, jeez. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's apparently in Ginny's year, so he would probably be at Hogwarts anyway. Mm. Oh. So Ginny and Hermione decide they're going to have a girl's year. Mm. Yeah. And the boys say, well, we'll be there for Hogwarts visits and stuff. We don't, we're not going to. You mean Hogsmeade? Hogs, well, it says Hogwarts. But, yes, we'll it probably does mean Hogsmeade visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I didn't even notice that. Okay. <laughs> or they're just coming up to visit Hogwarts. I suppose it would work that way, too. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. So but. they they get to the Or place, and Susan Bones is there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. She's also being a trainee. Yeah. She talks a lot about her auntie. <laughs> she will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. And there's a... Dark-skinned boy with inquisitive eyes and a muscular bloke who looks bored and a curvy witch with brown curls who winks at him and Harry quickly looks away. Yes, that would be Violet. Then there's Lisa Turpin as well. Mm -hmm. And then... Sweeney Sweeney Todd moment here. (laughs) In comes Cormac McLaggen. Oh, jeez. It's almost worse than Zachariah Smith. I know. And we learn that, yes, the the witch is Violet Benson. And um, then the instructor comes in. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. says, basically, I've been doing this for a lot of years, and I'm not changing anything, and just because you're famous or your auntie used to be here or whatever doesn't mean that you're going to get special treatment. And I'm not passing you unless I think that you are ready. Here, here. They all look at each other like, okay. Yeah. He sends the women and off, the girls off for uh, the Medi Witch, and takes the mm. boys in. It's with not him. the it's not the girls as such. It's oh. um, Violet and Susan and McDonald, who is the burly wizard. Ah, um, okay. They're just all the ones who haven't had a physical yet. And Harry, Harry already had his when Kingsley forced him to go to the Medi Witch, and yeah. uh, so his won't take very long. And uh, Cormac and uh, Lisa and Ron and whoever Tate is have also had theirs, I guess. So they get to go into the rest of, into the well, training right away. No, they just switch them out. He sends three in first, and then the other guys go in with him, and then they'll all take their turns at the mini wish later. Because oh, okay. they're not sending everybody at once because that would overwhelm the mini witch. Because it sounds like there's only huh. one of them. Okay, yeah. I just hadn't read far enough ahead. So anyway, they start off with aiming stunners at them. and um, Yeah, the, the instructor's just <laughs> casually lecturing them, and every once in a while he just throws a stunner at them, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, I guess we better be paying attention. Constant vigilance! Oh, boy. Yeah. Mad-Eye Moody taught them nothing. Well, he taught Harry. <laughs> Harry was the only one that avoided it. He not only put up a Protego, but he ducked out of the way. Yeah. So. And uh, Tate manages to get out of the way of his, but he then bumps into Ron, who knocks into Lisa, who gets hit by it. Uh, <laughs> and McLagan doesn't move at all and just drops. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's, you know, oh, being show-offy, and he just gets nailed. It's pretty funny. 
Yeah. Ron manages to to raise a shield in time for his, and Cormac's like, wow, well, he was anticipating it. Of course he got a shield up. <laughs> 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 yeah. And they talk a little bit about who they are and stuff. You kind of just get a little thing. Mm-hmm. And he takes, the instructor takes him back one at a time to kind of find out where they are. And to talk to them. And so Cormac goes first and then Harry goes. And of course, Harry, uh, gets the, I don't care if you're famous lecture. And, yeah. and we learn that the other, the inquisitive looking wizard is Duncan Fate. Mm-hmm. And he apparently had been to Hogwarts for a couple of years, but, and then moved to France and finished his education at Bobato. So, and Harry has to tell that he's used Imperius and the Cruciatus. And Pierce is like, even though they have the word unforgivable in the title, and he's like, well, the Death Eaters don't care, and I needed to use them. And Fudge let the Otters use them during the first war. And Pierce wants to know about the killing curse, and he says, well, I've only been on the receiving end of that one, sir. Yeah. Right. So then he goes to interview Tate, and Ron says, what took you so long? He wanted to stress there'd be no special treatment. So he kept you half an hour longer than anyone else to explain how you weren't going to be treated differently than anyone else. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Mm-hmm. And so on it's to like we're back in first year potions. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no foolish wandering. <laughs> chapter 20 is called Family. And Harry is back at the kitchen table at the burrow. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of forms. Yeah. <laughs> Being an order takes a lot of paperwork. Apparently. He did go get a ministry physical, but his was shorter because she already met with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his scar, his um, bruise is down to a faint yellowish outline, so it's going well. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got all. And they get their official apparition licenses. Yay! Finally. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) They get to drive legally. (laughs) Basically. So Harry Harry's filling out a form and he's got to the next of kin part and he doesn't know what to write. He doesn't want to presume and at, put the Weasleys down because he still feels not like really part of the family. And he yeah. thinks he could put Andromeda's name down, but that won't work because he'd be mortified if they actually called her as next of kin. And he can't put Ron's name down because they specifically say it can't be somebody in the aura program. And Hermione and Ginny can't put Ginny's down name yet. Yeah, because she's too far away, so yeah. he doesn't know what to They're do. They're at Hogwarts, so they wouldn't be available in an emergency. Ron thinks he's done. his next of kin be? It would be... Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, on the... Well, that won't do any good. I mean, the other side of the family. Um, um, would probably be Andy. Yeah, or Sissy, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Oh my! It's just Malfoy to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Draco Malfoy. Yeah, that's my next of kin. That'll work. Oh, mm. Sure. Let's give him power of attorney. No. 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 That would be bad. Bad, bad, bad. So Mr. Weasley comes in and says, hmm, still filling out your forms? Ron says, we've been here for hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the muggles to always talk about red stick or whatever it is. <laughs> red, red tape. tape. Red tape. <laughs> yeah. and Ron has apparently missed a section because one of his pieces of parchment is stuck to another one. And so Mr. Weasley challenges 
Harry to a game of chess. And they go in, and, and Harry's like, I'm not very good. And he's like, that's okay. And Harry's, like, flabbergasted that, you know, he says, Ron Mr. taught Weasley's me. giving him some fire whiskey to go with mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. But he says, you know, Ron taught me to play the first year, but he always beats me. And Mr. Weasley says, he always beats me, too. It's not about winning or losing. It's the enjoyment of the game. And Harry's like, Ron can beat you even though you taught him how to play? And Mr. Weasley's like, yeah, he's just good at it. He took to it like a duck to water, and he just goes. I don't remember how to play chess. No, I'm terrible at chess. And he thinks that the reason Fred and George teased Ron so much is because they could already beat him, beat them at things. Mm-hmm. He could beat him at that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because apparently the first time he beat Mr. Weasley was when he was 10. So they talk about training a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not pleased about rushing people through and so on. He says, yeah, Sadius will adapt. It just might take him some time. Uh, <laughs> And then he says, do you notice anything different about this room? And Harry looks around, and there's a toddler picture of Harry on the wall. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the mud ones. Yeah, along with all the other pictures of the Weasley kids mm-hmm. on that wall that they have those on. Yeah, it's so like, Harry's part of the What am I doing there? I don't understand. Your family, yeah. Harry. How many times do we have to say it? Your family. Harry suddenly suspected Mr. Weasley might have noticed him leaving the next of kids spot blank. Mm. No, really? <laughs> and then Ron starts shouting from the kitchen. And there's a picture of him and Ginny in the Daily Prophet. <laughs> is this the evening prophet? Or is this the, the next morning? No, it's the evening prophet. Evening, they just call daily. it the Daily Prophet Evening Edition. Yeah. Oh, okay. And in this, Harry and Ginny are snogging, which they did not do. We've got a little creative photoshopping going on here. And Ron is livid because if you're snogging my sister, you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. I don't care that you're snogging my sister. It's just that you're not paying attention and you're going to get hurt. Anybody could have sneaked up on you and he wasn't there to watch. Ron's being overprotective. This is apparently his thing in this story. And, you know, Harry feels bad. He's like, I, but I didn't do it. And I don't think any of them believe him that they weren't actually snogging. And he can't say I didn't snog her because he did snog her once he got her home. But now she's kind of got a target on her, too. And so you just have to, Ron's like, well, you just have to keep her next with you because that way you'll be there to protect her. Hmm. Yeah. But, of course, they can't because she's going to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And then it's Ron. He's reading the thing on ministry pro- protocols and he cannot get through this paragraph. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, but first, uh, Harry goes in and picks up his papers and puts the Weasley's name on, on the line for next of kid. Oh. And then we move to the ministry. And he's still thinking about this picture. He really doesn't want to watch his sister kissing anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He figures Harry probably feels the same about him and Hermione, but it's true. he is worried about just Harry not paying attention. That's his biggest problem. Yeah, and we find out that Hermione, is, that Harry's an early riser, so Hermione sneaks in for a bit of a snog after Harry goes down. I love that. Yeah, and well, that's it, and then again, there's a, Harry's an early riser, so Ron has a little alone time in the morning after... Uh, 
Hermione's been there or after he's been dreaming about Hermione or whatever so that he can uh, take <laughs> care of the little few things there. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's thinking about he'd like to go further with her, but ever since she'd freaked out in Australia about Lavender, he's not sure what to do. And he doesn't, you know, he wants, he wants her to get carried away with him. It's just that she hasn't. And she likes kissing him, but no further. And girls are confusing, you know? It's true. <laughs> People in general are confusing, though, is the problem. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And apparently Ron had also noticed Harry leaving that spot blank, and he was going to have a word with him about it. But um, then the Daily Prophet showed up, and next time he looked at Harry's form, it was filled in. So mm-hmm. obviously his dad got through to got him. Got through to him. And he's so- still feeling bad about leaving Harry and Hermione in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, understandably. Yeah. As he should. He's trying to read this paragraph, but his mind is going anywhere but on this thing. And Harry finally goes, are you going to read that or just scowl at it? How about a game of hangman? Yeah, I think that's not a good idea. Inspector Pierce comes in and says, okay, boys and girls, put your text away. We're going to have lunch and then you're going to get quizzed. Oh, my God. He sounds like Umbridge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, he probably doesn't really, but... Apparently, he's been referring to them as boys and girls all day, and Ron's getting frustrated, and that's probably why Pierce is doing it. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And Duncan's got it figured out. Duncan says, I think he's looking for specifics. And Harry's like, what do you mean? He's he not says, looking for specifics. He's just looking for how much you pay attention. Yeah, that's it. How you feel about wouldn't, the ministry. Wouldn't specifics mean that you're paying attention? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but there are a lot of them. So. so it's funny. Um, the text reader, instead of saying auntie, says ah, auntie. It puts an extra syllable in it. And I wondered huh. if, when I was listening to it today, I was wondering if it was spelled different somehow or not. But no. I'm, I'm looking at it here and it's not spelled differently. So the text reader just has a little hiccup when it comes to auntie. Does not like that word. <laughs> and, and Susan's, you know, invested in these procedures because her auntie had something to do with a lot of them. And Rory McDonald says, these, a lot of these have been here for years. She mm-hmm. couldn't have brought all of them in. And, uh, Harry just wants to know what Duncan's talking about. And he says, well, some of his comments yesterday about playing by the rules, following directions, you know, I'm not always good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're, just Harry. No, you're not. Yeah. They want to know if Harry actually, Ran a teenage defense club under the ministry's nose during the war. And Susan Bird's like, yeah, I was part of it. Ron, too. Mm-hmm. Cormac says, oh, he was always a teacher's pet. It's not like he would have gotten much trouble. Harry's <laughs> like, says, uh, what are you talking about? He almost got expelled. No, well, Dumbledore took the fall for him. Dumbledore wouldn't have done that for anybody else. You're like, you idiot. So. <laughs> He's talking about, McDonald's is talking about, you know, he spent twice as long with the instructor yesterday as anybody else. And Violet oh, says, well, he obviously wanted to stare into those dreamy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Making Harry feel very comfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're heading off to the cafeteria and getting their lunches. And Susan's trying to figure out what comes after the quiz. Violet says stealth and tracking because she's been watching Pierce's notes, apparently. Somebody's paying attention. Yep. 
They talk about the big baby boom after Harry defeated the Dark Lord as a baby. And ah, I wonder if we're going to have another round about February because, you know, people were friendly right after this war. Ron's like, friendly? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? We all went to bed. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I know. A whole bunch of people went to bed with each other. He's like, uh-uh. So, but he's, he's very proud of his girlfriends. They ask if he's got a girlfriend. And, yep. And Harry, Susan's like, oh, you finally ended up with Granger, huh? <laughs> what do you mean, finally? Well, we all knew it, but you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Everyone knew except Lavender. Mm-hmm. Susan well, says well, there, was prob- there was a pool. But whether or not you two would ever get together. Yeah. Then either Fred or George started. (laughs) No, Lavender definitely knew that. That's why she was so jealous. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, Susan doesn't think she did. Mm. Susan's an idiot. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) And Duncan wants to know if there's a boyfriend in Susan's life. And she says, no, but I'm taking applications if you're interested. Yeah. (laughs) She's kind of sassy, is this, Susan? Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we have Ginny pacing outside her father's shed, and she's got this internal battle going on. She wants to talk to her dad about what happened at Harry's, uh, at the Dursley's house, but she doesn't want to give away too much, and so she's pacing and stuff. And finally, Arthur says, Are you going to come in or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry could yeah. fool him. Hi, Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he, he wants to know if she's worried about the Daily Prophet, and she says, "No, I knew we'd get our picture taken eventually." Mm-hmm. They're doing their best to make lunch at Leaky Cauldron sound unsavory. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, terrible things going on while you have lunch at the Leaky Cauldron. And she says, "I want to ask you something, but I don't know how to start, and it's about Harry." At the beginning. Mm-hmm. Very good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had a row? No, but Ron said something. Well, if Ron was disrespectful, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, 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 he's fine with that. It's just about Harry and the Dursleys. And yeah. Arthur wants to know what happened, if something had happened. And she explains what happened at the Dursleys' house. Mm-hmm. And his little problem with the cupboard and so mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and Harry kept a, Harry said they kept him in there for ten years, and her father's like, uh, "Excuse me, pardon." He slept in there for the first ten years of his life, and and her father just starts this steam, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we knew he was having some stress and problems with the Horcruxes and so on, but he seems to be doing better, and I don't want to do anything that's going to set things back for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her father says, you know, we we need to, he's an adult, and we must consider his wishes. And she's like, so we just let him get away with it? <laughs> Arthur's like, no. Who said anything about that? We're not going to let him get away with this. Do you just let me take care of this, okay? She's like, what are you going to do? Nothing you need to worry about. Dad, I'll take care of the Dursleys. Dun, dun, yes. dun. <laughs> and are we continuing to Chapter 21? Or? No, I think we should stop here. All right. Because we don't know what's going to happen with the Dursleys. No. <laughs> I'm sure it will be very interesting. 
I'll get this, the rest of these chapters divided back up and let you know where we're going to go next time. Okay. And we'll just add an extra, an extra podcast. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still enjoying this. Mm-hmm. I will have to go back and read chapter 14 because I've missed that one, but <laughs> I sort of have the basic idea of most of the things that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, I think. Once he start, stops being mortified by it, Harry is going to be glad that he had, you know, a couple of days to be a kid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Totally. to go ice cream and, and go swimming and have ice cream and climb the treehouse and all of those things Swing that he didn't Tarzan. get to do. Yeah, it's fun. And what a great way to show that he's part of the family is to include the the pictures that and you know Molly's going to be sneaking pictures all over the house. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> of course. So. Harry's going to wake up in Ron's room one day, and there's going to be a picture of him, and he's just going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not the obligatory uh, bathtub picture that all parents oh. seem to take. <laughs> no, she'll put that in Grimald's place. Those will show up at the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's it. I wonder if he's going to go say hi to the ghoul and say story for screaming at you. <laughs> Maybe. Poor ghoul. He's probably used to it. I know. I always enjoy reading Melinda's fix, even though Harry does go through a lot. It's, as I said, it makes sense that he would. It's, it's good to have the, you know, the after the end stuff, the decompression and the mm-hmm. rebuilding and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. And I think I posted this on the forum, but because I'm on phoenixsong.net, it has mm-hmm. all these other uh, fix on it that from different authors, and there's one from Arnel, Arnell, I don't know how you say your name. And it's called oh, yeah. Ancestors. It's just a, pretty much, it's just a short one, where Harry, it's the, it's a contest fic, and it's about a time turner, how, you know, what would happen if Harry found a time turner, and where would he go? And it's just this really neat little story where he goes back in time and meets his ancestors. It's really cool. How far back? Um, his grandfather. Oh. His great grandfather. It's not, a, it's his great uncle and his grandfather. It's, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I thought I'd throw that out there for you guys. But yeah, it's fun. I love Harry. Uh, Melinda said in, in one of her author notes that she didn't know this was a thing, but that she really likes, she's really liked seeing it where she's read several chapters or some fix where Harry gets little again. I had never seen it before, so I was totally surprised when I came to this when I was reading it. But mm. it's fun to see. And, yeah. and it's I've really- not seen it as a, you know, Harry is whatever age and then becomes a toddler. I have read it in fix where Sirius or somebody else goes and rescues Harry when he is a toddler. And then you have however many chapters of, of that Harry. But. Right. Mm-hmm. And I or, or the obligatory potions accident. Mm-hmm. I wrote one where that happened to uh, Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Harry's busy trying to revise for his potions things when while on the run when Voldemort appears behind him and goes waha and he goes wah and throws his potion behind him and yeah. Ah, and please, then... please please share this. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those um, 
I wrote like two or three just before the seventh book came out of, you know, unlikely ways that Voldemort might be vanquished mm-hmm. by Harry's hand. And yeah, that's the catapult ones in there somewhere. Yes, I remember that was the the big one. It's like they were on the battlefield and Harry trips and sets off one of the twins' catapults. And well, technically it was his hand. <laughs> well, his foot, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty. I'm fairly sure the potion accident one is on fanfiction.net as well. If not, I can probably find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Yes, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It was fun. It's just a little one shot, but. But one-shots are fun, too. Yeah. Ah, yes. Malevolence minimized. I do like my alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) Or Troublesome Tommy's Small Solution. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of good stuff there. (laughs) There you are. All right. Thank you. (laughs) This is my most recent story on fanfiction.net, which was published on July 24th, 2007. (laughs) Excuse me. Almost... Ten years, because our ten-year anniversary is coming up. So, I'm going to start preaching this on our on these podcasts. Our ten-year anniversary is coming up. So, if you are an old forum member and haven't been over to the forum in a while, uh, please be on the lookout for an email. Our tenth anniversary is for the forum is in January. I think it the forum started on January 24th. Don't quote me on that. And then um, in February, the first podcast came out. So we will be planning some big doings. And if you are interested in helping plan those big doings, uh, drop me a note and drop by the forum and we will set you up. We're going to have a, a team. We're going to put a team together and have a special spot on the forum for, for planning. So if anyone is interested, we would love to have you come, uh, we're we're trying to get a little revival going at the forum since it's been a little bit slow. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> tune in next time for the next few chapters of Harry. We're gonna have to find out what's going on. He he seems a little under the weather, maybe. He seems to be better, who knows? And we'll see if he actually gets to move into Grimold Place and find out what happens between him and Jenny in the next few chapters. It'll be fun. I forgot what happens to Oh, oh yes. No no I, now I remember. Okay. I have not read it, so I will have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that will do it for this week's coverage of these cuts I have on Pick Weekly. As Sue said, stop by the forum at potterpickforum.com either when we're having our big event or anytime. We do have, you know, some game threads and picture posting threads and threads to complain about the weather and whatever else you might feel like doing. Those are the ones that seem to be the most active. Uh, well, when somebody needs to start um, um, the caption thread, because that's, because I posted. I, I sent Cora a message yesterday. She should have fixed it. Okay, thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one's going at the moment. It's always fun to find random pictures to caption sometimes of Harry Potter related things and sometimes not. Mm-hmm. And we have our other podcasts. Um, the other one that's active right now is point of view weekly where Sue and I and Ryan and Danielle and Bob get together and talk about random things. We 
try and have a topic most weeks, but who knows? It doesn't always work. Sometimes it's politics, sometimes it's Pokemon, sometimes it's first child. You know, it can be more or less relevant depending on the week. But we talk about things, and they come out a little bit more timely than these ones usually do, so we're a little bit more up-to-date with things. Uh, These ones, you know, we try and not talk about politics, so it doesn't really matter that they're a month or two behind. But we like to give Sue some time to edit because we're very thankful that she actually does it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Actually, Wolfie's been doing these, so that's even better. Yay, Wolfie! Thank you, Wolfie! Yay for more editors! (laughs) And then there are always the archives of the Pofo Exchange. Every now and then we'll come up with a new one of those if we have something particular about a different fandom that we want to talk about. But there are a bunch of them still in the archive. I'm sure you'll find something that you're interested in if you want to listen to random Pofoanians talk about random things. Um... (laughs) There were three or four episodes of the Pwncast of Rock, if you've never found those. If you're interested in Wizard Rock, you can listen to them. It's sort of a really? snapshot of an earlier time. Um, yeah, the Pwncast always... is, is on the, the forum. It's on the regular okay. Potterfic thread. It just says Pwncast on it. You can find those there. They're, they're linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you can find something in our podcast group that you'd like to listen to. Obviously, you have if you're listening to this. Uh, and we will try and let you know when the next ones are coming out and come by the forum and see our show notes. We'll have links to things and uh, descriptions of stuff that we've talked about, hopefully. (laughs) Who knows? I guess we'll see how it goes. But for now, we will say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight. Goodnight. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.